join our hearts together in a word of prayer. My gracious Father, again, thank you so much for this day and all the blessings you give. Pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon us as we hear your word. Allow us to see and to recognize the, the comfort and the peace and the presence and your love that is truly with us wherever it is that we go. Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth, the meditation of all of our hearts, would be pleasing to you, my Lord, my rock, my Redeemer. Amen. A Mother's Day poem reads like this. A mother's love is something that no one can explain. It's made of deep devotion and of sacrifice and pain. It is endless and unselfish and enduring come what may, for nothing can destroy it or take that love away. You know, as great as it sounds, and, and as special as this day is, this elevation of moms is not agreed on by everyone. Just listen to these different opinions of moms uh, one may have throughout their years. A little four-year-old says, my mommy can do anything. The eight-year-old, my mom knows a whole lot. Twelve-year-old, my mom doesn't really know quite everything. At 14, naturally, mother doesn't know that either. 16, mother, she's hopelessly old-fashioned. At 18, that old woman, she's way out of date. At 25 years of age, well, she might know a little bit about it. At 35, before we decide, let's get mom's opinion on it. At 45 years of age, I wonder what mom would have thought about it. At 65 years, I wish I could talk it over with mom. You know, Mother's Day is this one day of the year where we take our moms and we elevate them up onto this humble pedestal. We celebrate that they're our mom and, and we shower them with, with praises and phrases of love and gratitude. Even in those teenage years when we think we know it all, we still try to find a card from mom which says that even though we don't say it often enough, I do love you and, and we're proud to have you as our mom. There's no doubt that you know, a mother's love runs deep. Moms will pretty much do anything for their children. Moms will, would even be willing to lay down their life for their own child, much like a young mother did a, many years ago. This young mother I want to tell you about, she was making her way across the, the hills of South Wales. She was carrying in her arms this tiny little baby when she was suddenly overtaken by a blinding blizzard. Unfortunately, she never made it to her destination. When the blizzard had subsided, her body was found under a mound of snow by, by searchers. When they dis what they discovered as they cleared the snow off of her was that she had taken all of her outer clothing off and wrapped it around her baby. When they unwrapped the child, to their great surprise and joy, they found that he was alive and well. This young mother 
had mounted her body over top of her son and given her life for him, proving the depths of motherly love. Years later, this child, whose name was David Lloyd George, as he grew up in the manhood, if you know uh, World War I type of history, he became one of Great Britain's most, one of their greatest statesmen in the early 1900s. Sadly, though, not all moms, not all fathers are like this, though. Peppered throughout the Bible are passages, uh, verses of Scripture, where, where God is commanding and reminding and, and having to recommand parents, do not give any of your children to be sacrificed to Molech. Now, who in the world is Molech? He's in a false god, a Canaanite god, who resided in the underworld. He required that child sacrifices were to be made as a price for fertility of a family. Which that makes a whole lot of sense but also for the prosperity of land. You want a great family? You want to have great farmland? Then sacrifice or or toss your newborn baby into the belly of this bronze statue named Molech that is heated up by fire and let him have it. As absurd as that sounds, we would think that those who follow God wouldn't have done that. That they wouldn't have given into that that it's absurd that God would even have to give this command not to do that. But if you look later in the book of Psalms, it says that they sacrifice their sons and daughters to demons. They shed innocent blood. The blood of their sons and daughters whom they sacrificed to idols of Cana, to Molech. And the land was desecrated. Not very motherly-like. Not very fatherly-like either, if you ask me about it. Unfortunately, not all moms are the best. Not all moms are ever-loving, sweet, kind, always there for you, or express this unconditional kind of love. Hopefully, most moms are that way, that they are kind and sweet and unconditionally loving their children. But sadly for many people, the homework sentiments used to describe mom can't be any farther from the truth. Even the moms that we call good, they're really not good all the time. Actually, if you get down to the, to the heart of the matter, if you get down to the heart of moms, the heart of dads, the heart of every individual person, heart of you and me, no one is good. Paul flat out plainly says in Romans 3 that there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands, no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Now granted, I know, this is not something any of us want to think about or talk about, especially on a day like today where moms are, are supposed to be honored. But sadly, this is the truth of the world in which we live. Moms don't always fit the descriptions found in Hallmark greeting cards. 
moms can't always be compared to and thought to be better than Mother Teresa. Sadly, the world in which we live has been functioning like this ever since that that wonderful moment when Adam and Eve decided, oh, I don't need to listen to God anymore, and, and sin entered into the picture. It's because of this sin that we have that Isaiah can write in chapter 49, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? If we look at the world around us, the world in which we live, the answer to this question can very easily be yes. But this is just part of the verse. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. Notice that last part. Though she may forget, I will not forget you. Who's the I? Who's speaking? Who's speaking? Someone say it. God is. God is the one who's speaking. As as great as the greatest mom could ever be, though she may forget, I, your God, will never forget you. Isaiah says in our Old Testament lesson this morning that as a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. God promises no matter what kind of mom you have, no matter what kind of father you have, no matter what, whatever it is that you're facing in life right now, God will comfort you. Some way, somehow, God will bring comfort. It may be through reconciling with your parents. It may be through someone who has been more of a mom or dad to you than your own. God may bring you comfort through other family members, through friends. In the midst of whatever is going on, know this, God is with you. And He will never back down from that promise. Isaiah, in our text, he goes on to say that when you see this, when you see this comfort, this peace that God gives to us, your heart will rejoice and you will flourish like the grass the hand of the Lord will be made known to his servants. When when I am stressed out, when I am bogged down, when I'm internally struggling, there's nothing greater, nothing more relaxing, nothing more stress-relieving than to receive comfort from someone. Comfort from my own mom comfort from my wife, even from my kids, comfort from other family members, from my friends, from, from you. It's all great. And it helps. But the comfort, that, that peace which comes from God, which truly surpasses any sort of human understanding, that kind of comfort, that kind of peace, it is just flat out awesome. This absolutely awesome comfort comes to you and me. It's available to you and me through a love which is far deeper than any mother's love. It's available through the precious, unending love of God, our our Heavenly Father. And He demonstrates this love that He has for us through His one and only Son, whom He gave up. Through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, we have 
this assurance. And we have it because the Holy Spirit, this precious gift, remains within us. It lives and dwells within us. This comfort from God, this love which is truly deeper than a mother's love, even though it may not always feel like it, it is with you. It is with you and you and I will truly, fully recognize this on that last day when when Christ comes again in all of His glory. For it's on that day that Jesus will take these sinful, perishing bodies in which we're living in. He will raise them up out of our graves and make them absolutely perfect. And we will stand there and we will truly see the glory of God with all of our saints that are there with Him. We will truly see the beauty of, of God's new creation. We will truly see and we will fully recognize the love of God that He has for us when we see Him face to face. And at that moment, at that moment when we see Him, when you see this, your heart will rejoice and you will flourish like grass. And you will truly know and truly experience the true depth of our Heavenly Father's amazing love. Amen.